Hello and welcome to Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you on your journey to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. This is your host, Beck Mylonis, High Priestess, Channel, and Activator. Join me on this series as I share reflections, insights, and channel transmissions from my journey of walking the initiation path. Each episode is a unique transmission containing supportive frequencies to facilitate the deepest healing, activation, and reconnection with your soul. I invite you to open your mind and set the intention to receive this episode into your heart space. Let's go. Welcome back, beautiful souls, to another episode of Cracked Open, a podcast about becoming a vessel of unconditional love. I nearly forgot the tagline of this podcast because it's been so long since I've done an episode, but here I am back in Australia, back in Sydney, and I'm so fucking honored to have my guests for today. Today with me, I have Julie and Tash, who are a mother-daughter duo, which is literally the cutest thing ever, and it's so beautiful. Julie is a medical intuitive, author, and corporate stress management consultant here to help people reset and restore balance. Tash is a life coach and corporate stress management consultant here to unravel what's underneath the stress and help people live life a new way to avoid burnout. From a personal perspective, these queens have helped me in ways that are unfathomable. So we got brought together through divine fucking cosmic magic about a year ago. Um, and we had the pr- privilege and the pleasure of weaving with each other. So I was doing some work for them within their grids, within their marketing, and they were supporting me in um, my my journey of just clearing some mother stuff and clearing some self-belief stuff. And honestly, the shifts that I had work, and I still work with them from time to time. So it's just an ongoing yeah. relationship, but the shifts yeah. that I was able to have held in their energy, held in their space, held in their support were cataclysmic I want to say they were massive massive fucking paradigm shifts um I think I was making the most money I've ever made potentially in the months we were working together I was like joyful it was powerful stuff so I now know whenever there's some shit coming up these are the women I want to get on my side um because it's just part of your team (laughs) it's quick and I think the the thing that I love the most about both of these women is the way that they support very fast shifting and it doesn't have to be this difficult slog and I think it's because of the purity of the frequency they work with so I'm going to get you both to introduce yourselves and hand over the mic even though I love hearing my own voice Julie (laughs) I would love to know how you got here being this beautiful vessel for Christ's light Christ consciousness which we discussed is part of what you're here to do um Mm -hmm. how what was the journey to get here and and talk to us about being a medical intuitive that's really cool I haven't had a medical intuitive on here before so we'd love to hear from you well it all started um it'll be it'll be 39 years in October so 38 and a half years um Tash was seven months old and a friend of mine could see that I was struggling in our marriage, struggling with being a new mum, and she said, I'm gifting you a psychic reading. And I went, I I don't think so. That's like telling me I've got a date with the devil. And she, she overcame all of my objections. I said, I've got a baby. She said, I'll look after the baby. I said, I, I, I can't afford it. She said, I'm paying for it. 
Uh, I said, I, I haven't got any petrol in my car. She said, I'll put petrol in your car. So she overcame all my objections and I went for this reading and I was terrified that I would hear something I didn't want to hear. I was terrified of the entire thing. It was my first psychic reading. But it it changed my life. That that one hour changed my entire destiny. And I'll, I'll condense the hour down into a few sentences. He said, if you keep going the way that you are, your marriage will fail. You will remarry quickly. That marriage will fail. You'll be very ill in your 30s and 40s have very few happy moments in your life and die at 53. That's a half an hour condensed. He said, but you have a nun and a monk behind you and you have an alternate destiny. He said, and if you choose that destiny, your marriage will survive. You'll overcome the illnesses in your 30s and 40s. You'll have many happy moments in your life you'll live into your 90s and be of great benefit to the world. He said, you have a special gift of x-ray vision and you can see inside of people's bodies. And I said, that's great. How do I do that? He said, I don't know. I'm the messenger. You have to figure that out. So I've just been married 40 years. I'm 63. The day I turned 54, I sobbed my heart out because I knew that I had done it. But the journey between 25 and 54 was incredibly tough. And so I had to learn all of this stuff. There wasn't such a thing as a medical intuitive back in 1984. It, it, it hadn't even been coined. There were no books to read. There was no internet. There was nothing. So I just lay on the bed at night and I said, God, if you want me to do this, you have to show me how. And that's when I started getting the visions and I started developing my all my clairs. And the, the next year, oh, a few years later, 1987, I started a psychic development course. And so I undertook education, but not only did I undertake education, I practiced every single day, expanding my gift, if, if that's what you call it. And that led me to being on TV in 1994 and 1996 on the TV show, The Extraordinary. And what I didn't know was that my life was about to blow up because nobody had heard of what I was doing. And the TV station said their phones melted because the switchboard crashed. And um, I, I received tens of thousands of letters because it was all snail mail back then. And I replied to all of them. I had to take a I don't even think that we had photocopiers at that point. I, I had a Gestetner machine and you went like this and you, so we sent all these standard, we called them standard letters and replied to everyone. And it took me three years of working every day to, to, to help all those thousands of people. 
and then I got sick. I <clears throat> like we talk about burnout today. I actually left my body and went through a hole in the ceiling because I was completely empty. I I may have even like got crossed over. I can't remember. And Frank said to me, what's the matter? I said, I just want to find a hole, crawl in it and die. And he said, well, you can't. You've got two children. And that's when my healing started. And, um, you know, it's been it's been a journey of discovering how to be well, how to overcome burnout. And serve the world, manage my energy, protect my energy. It's been an incredible journey. And, you know, what drives me today, Beck, is that I pass on this knowledge before I die. I don't want all of those decades to, because it's nearly like 40 decades, uh, four, four decades, 40 years. 40 decades. Goodness me, 40 decades. 40 years since I've been on this journey. I don't want it to not have an impact. So that's where I am today. Oh, and that's me. So and- inspirational. You've had a little orb that's like hanging out in your space. I keep seeing it like pop yards really. So anyone's on the video, you can see that Julie is on the light. There's some orbs <laughs> orbs hanging out. I love this story because a lot of the people that I've had on here are kind of like my generation, Tasha's generation, maybe a bit older. Mm. Um, and a lot of us are self-initiated. I was fully self-initiated as well mm. in that like spirit initiated me directly. Mm. But there's a lot of us who have been able to Google shit and be like, yeah. oh, I'm not fucking nuts. This is a Kundalini awakening. Yeah. I'm not crazy. There's other psychics. So really like your generation just so much reverence and fucking respect because you were doing this before the internet. You were doing this before it was cool to like stand up and be a priestess on Instagram. You were doing this before it was mainstream. You were the OG, like <laughs> you're the OG, but the, like, I want to say not balls because we're females, but the ovaries, the kahunas, you know, the, um, the grit to do that and to yeah. stand up is like, that is a strength that, you know, maybe some of us have experienced it in past lifetimes, but in this lifetime to have those of you paving the way forward, I just actually mm. want to honor you like truly you. and the previous generations and those in your kind of cohort. And even before mm. that, because without you guys being the first ones to stand up and say this stuff and blow up the switchboards and whatever, <laughs> I don't think I'd be getting up here with a podcast where I'm channeling aliens and I'd be like, oh, this is not scary at all. Like, you know, it's just without you guys, we wouldn't be here. So thank you. And I see you. And there it is hanging out, old mate. Um, yeah, I really, really just want to acknowledge that because I think we all need to acknowledge that. Um there's an entitlement, I suppose, that comes with us now and we want to be faster and we want to be further ahead, not realizing the things that have had to be paved for us. So there's like mm. reverence and respect for previous generations that we really mm. need to have. And then going back to like our ancestry, the indigenous people, like yeah. all of this, we really need to respect that. Yes, we can do it really fast now and it can happen really fast, mm-hmm. but look at where we came from and and, and honor those those people because I think they're not honored enough and recognized so that's my little drop in Tash my love working with your mom that's got to be you know you guys have a beautiful relationship but it's it's I'm wondering how that how that was having a mom who's so 
um, in this world? And were you in this world as well? And, and when did your gifts come online and what brought you to the work that you're doing now? I mean, I guess they were from a child. I don't really remember because I don't really remember my childhood at all. I don't have memories. Um, but mum has shared some stories of like going and visiting people and seeing auras and stuff when I was a kid, like a young kid. Um, I remember some houses that we lived in that I was mm -hmm. doing like energy protection on my bedroom at night to be able to sleep because I'm like, there's some shit in this house and I don't feel safe. And so I would like, I pretended like I was a magician and I would like, I could see it and I'd be like, yes, the walls are all protected. And like nothing can get in. Um, so I guess I was doing it unconsciously, like not knowing what I was doing all of my life. Um, I would go in and out of uh, connection, like spirituality, like of wanting to even look at it. Um, there were some periods of time where I'm like, no, no, all of that is terrible. I don't want any part of it. Uh, and then I came back to it a few years ago now and was like, you know what? Because I started working with my one of my friends uh, and we were doing a business together that we thought was a business, but it was actually a spiritual incubator. Like it it was designed to get us both online and get us what we needed to be doing, like doing what we needed to be doing. And then mom and I started working together right before the pandemic. So mm. I went to New York, New York activated me and then I came back and then we started doing this work um, mm. together. And I guess it's been since then. I mean, look, any business partnership is going to have its challenges. Um, I think that having a strong mother-daughter relationship has made that easier because, you know, you always come back to that relationship, even if there's communication challenges and you work through them because that relationship is important. It's meaningful. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I really actually enjoy it. So I love that. You guys are so cute. <laughs> I actually have my mom doing my, um, she's not doing my taxes for me, but she does bookkeeping and she started like working within my business, like doing all the, nice. and I'm like, oh, this is so lovely. Like we, yeah. can, we can bring our parents into, so I get it. I see it. I understand yeah. it. I don't think I'd be doing it with her before working with you guys and clearing all my mother shit. Here we are, which is helping me with my financial shit, which feels good. Um, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I see you as well. And I love like in our sessions, your ability to you're always the one that comes in with the fucking like the you don't say much but you just mic drop the one thing and you're like boom here it is like this is the thing and I'm like oh fuck and then everything's like clear so you have this beautiful ability to be able to see underneath like like Julie can see all the physical stuff but it's like you see someone's psyche and all of their blocks and their internal stuff and you're just like this is it. And then Julie comes in and is like, blasts it with light. So I love how your gifts really, um, what's the word? They like complement each other mm. so perfectly. And it's like, you're not both doing the same thing. I, I no. see your unique 
parts to play and Tash, you're more business savvy. And obviously you're, are you a millennial? I think you're a millennial. We're both yes, millennials. Very yeah. much millennial. So you're like- Well, beginning the tech, of the millennials. The tech, yeah, the tech savvy, <laughs> the business savvy, the, um, not to say that Julia, you're not business savvy, but I mean like the website design and the graphics and your graphics are fucking beautiful too. I love, um, I have some cards from these guys, which are, are you guys still selling them or you pulled them off? They don't sell anymore. We, we, ran we sold out. out. Sold out. <laughs> well, they are beautiful. They are, uh, they're limiting belief for business cards. And I remember them arriving and I was like, these are just stunning. Like, I just want to hold mm. them and the frequency of them. And you pull a card for like what belief is coming up. So amazing work that you're doing. Let's take a step back. We both, you both kind of touched on energetic hygiene. Tash, mm-hmm. you were talking about how you were this magician. And I love that because you literally <laughs> were doing it, even though you were pretending you were doing it, which is so cool. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I always felt safer, like always like the energy shit changed. And so I knew I was doing something, even if I was pretending. And it does feel like, like I play in a lot of quantum realms in the past couple of years. And some of the stuff that they asked me to do or that I'm doing, I'm like, this feels like I'm just a kid, like playing and making it up and imagining, oh, I'm going to unplug this thing and then put this big shield and like, and it is, it's like that. Right. And we think that because it's not seen, it's not real. And so that's the same thing, I suppose, when we're talking about energetic protection and hygiene let's just open a dialogue about that because because we can't see negative energy or because we can't um you know see it tangibly in this physical sense when there's something attached to us or where there's something draining us or where mm. there's something present some of us can feel that and I feel mm. that I walk into a room where there's something negative and I'm like no nah, I'm fucking out of here you or I'm like you get out of here <laughs> I'm gonna make you yeah. leave right Um, but not all of us have that capacity. So I guess the first kind of place that I want to start this is how would someone know that they have, actually, let's talk about the different types of energy first that Mm. might be influencing someone. You guys have a whole offering around this, but I think it'd be a really great place to start. Like what sorts of things could be impacting people in the unseen realms um, where they need like a, a hygiene checkup and they need to clear their field. Well, you go, go, Tash, you go, you're you're so good. (laughs) I mean, so our list of things kind of came about organically as I was doing work, trying to figure out what was going on um, with me, like that I was not feeling right, like, like completely flat, like a blanket was like blanketing me and my field and like this is like a year and a half ago maybe um mm. and well, I'm, I'm trying to even remember what happened but um essentially we got prompted to create an offering around low frequency entities to start with mm. like that was the thing that started it all because we were like there's something else impacting like it's something yeah. more than just me and my physical body and what's going on here like it's more than that but I don't know what it is yeah I want to add in here this was one of the moments where we had to have a difficult conversation and that's what prompted it I said Tash do you even want to be in business with me and that's hard to say to anyone let alone your daughter And she thought about it overnight and came back to me in the morning and she said, mum, I think I have an entity. And I I was like, well, yeah, I do intellectually. I was like, of course Mm. I do. But like everything in my energy was like, don't, don't do this work. 
And I'm like, but that's really weird because I want to do this work. So what, what's going on? And mum has done a lot of, like she had done a lot of entity clearing work in previous like years with her um, medical intuition. And so I knew that that was a thing. I didn't know a lot about it. And I was, so I just ask, like, I just, you know, I asked the spirit and it was a yes. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I don't know what to do about that. And so then that's when I was like, oh, I think you need to do a clearing for me. And then as soon as she did, like all of that shifted. And so as a result of that, we discovered like the low frequency entities, which are like beings on, you know, energetic beings, but that at the dense energy level, like not Mm -hmm. the high frequency, like light beings that we might and your listeners might work with. Like there's a spectrum and where there's light, there's dark. And so it's just at the lower end and can pull the frequency of you and your space down. Um, And then we were like, oh, well, what if there's just dense energy? And so mum pendulums to check like which things needed to be part of our program, which things might be impacting on people. Um, So low frequency entities, dense energy. We discovered um, tethered ancestors. So like there were ancestors within uh, like my apartment building, there were just like tethered ancestors attached to the land and the buildings and um, like they had their own unhealed trauma that was playing out. Um, I think that my friends and I, because, you know, everyone who does this work, we like play like, well, what if we just do this? Mm. And we discovered like energetic tracking um, like inside of us. We were like, well, why is there tracking? It was almost like little beacons, like flashing um, beacons. They're like, yeah. well, that's not good. I don't how, want- How I relate to this is seals. Like I think of them as seals. There's another word, which I've had someone on here right. I think, talking about it. Like they're seals. They're like little disc sort of, yeah. they're like tracking devices. They're, they're being yes. sealed and seals can also be used to, this is more of a galactic kind of framework of talking about it, but they're yeah, yeah, yeah. also used to cap you in certain limits like in in so say like in a a cap capture abundance or like your happiness set point or um your ability to feel xyz so they're seals that are similar to tracking yeah so you guys should look into feeling into seals as well but as you were talking about tracking i saw a seal in my mind and i was like when i did the clearings with you guys with the tracking um i didn't see that but now i see oh they're seals it's a similar kind of technology okay yeah i mean i do think of it Mm. like galactic technology like um and yes so i just was like well the idea of tracking to me was like well if there there's tracking in place and they can come back and i don't Mm. want them to like be just coming straight back once they've been shifted like that's unacceptable so I I like to get rid of that Um, and these sort of these things kind of came up during our client sessions like we would just go well what if we did this like what what would happen Mm -hmm. so a lot of this work is experimental of well what what are you showing me like what symbolism are you showing me what impact will that have like Mm -hmm. okay well and this is what's happening within someone what can help with that? Like what can shift that? And just then following the visions. Mm. Um, Another so in- really interesting one that you yeah. guys brought up that I, I was not even aware when we were working together, the, the open portals. So talk about the open mm. portals. Cause I think that's something that like when we were playing in these realms and like, whatever, you don't realize you're fucking opening portals of the dimensions. Like I was doing that Absolutely. and not realizing, I mean, I knew that I was doing that, but I didn't think, Oh, I have to then close the portal. Close the portal. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. 
so things can't come in and yeah and I mean I yeah. didn't even think about the fact that I was opening portals to the work that I that I was doing and that um that even other people can unintentionally so at the time that all this was happening I had a um, very violent neighbor and there was definitely like open portals on their side of the wall and I had to be doing a lot of protection between their side and my side um, and eventually we got them moved on <laughs> energetically we're like come on apartment I need you to get on board I need you to get rid of this person because it's not serving um, and they moved on and it's been amazing since then um, but like just like when you're in a communal space is being conscious of the energy that's not just yours like that everybody else mm-hmm. is bringing so we're in an apartment building with hundreds of people mm. and it's just monitoring that energy so I guess no that was moving on to the next bit of like how you know yeah great that's what I was gonna ask you so when you're not sensitive (laughs) to it but I think that people probably are sensitive to it they just don't have the language for it Mm -hmm. and so they can Mm. feel when something's off but because we're so conditioned to the physical world we assume that it's us and like we own it we're like well I'm feeling Mm. this way therefore it's me and I'm doing something to create that Whereas Mm. now I always ask questions that are like, is this mine? Is this feeling belong to me? Like, usually no, because a bit of a sieve, my Pisces energy is like, I just want to feel into everybody. What's Mm. everybody doing? Like, just tighten the boundaries a bit more of like, I don't have to be feeling everybody's energy constantly. And I don't have to try and do something about that. Like, that's not mine and is like starting to take personal responsibility for like my side of the street like keeping my side of the street clean um and that's part of the work that I I guess I do for myself mm. um you can go mom or Beck if you have a question yeah no 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 go go Julie I was feeling into where to take it but maybe Julie has something to add here um yeah, I was thinking about your question, Beck, about how do you know? And it's, um, I can bring in some kind of tangible feelings. Uh, if you walk into a room and the air feels colder or you feel colder, that's a sign that there's presence in the room. Um in in our program that we've got, I've got a recording of a way that you can tell with a candle. And if you go into the corner of each room and you raise the candle up and say, I cleanse my room in God's light. I use the word God because I don't have an issue with it. I know other people have, you know, slammed me a bit for saying the word God and they say, no. It's the universe or the divine. You choose your word. Mm -hmm. I use the word God. And if black smoke comes off the candle, you're cleansing negative energy. You're cleansing your space. Another way is use a singing bowl, ring a bell. You want to disturb the energy. But what I love about the candle is you actually see it. And it's not like I'm just saying, um, 
this works, trust me, I've got evidence and I always like evidence, even though what we're talking about is deemed woo-woo or out there or, you know, beyond the human eye. When you get evidence, you go, I have to, I have to actually give this some credence. Yeah. And I ran a retreat, um, gosh, 11 years ago now, and I rented a building down in town and we live in a little country town and it, the building's been there since 1860. So it's oh. had a lot of bodies through it and it also was being rented as a B&B. So a lot of bodies had been brought into it. And on the morning of... The, uh, everyone arrived in the afternoon and the morning, the next morning, I said, we're just going to do this five minute exercise, right? I just want you to use, you've slept in your room, you know what it feels like. And I just want you to do this. And I gave them all a candle and I thought we would be done in five minutes. <laughs> One hour later, everyone was still cleansing their rooms with the candle they just said the black won't go away and I just said keep doing it just keep doing it there was black coming down their candle they went down to like this this far from a a long house candle and then when we were finished there we did the lounge room bathroom and the rest of the house now there was one person who was out in the, it was the old stables, but they'd converted it to a bedroom. Took her five minutes. There was nothing out there. But inside the house, there was a ton of black smoke. And so that was interesting in and of itself. But a week later, I ran into the manager and she said, Julie, did you cleanse Colonora? And I thought, oh, shit, I've done something wrong. I said, uh, yeah, how do you know? She said, because when I walked in after you left, the energy was completely different, but I didn't feel like somebody was watching me vacuuming. Mm. And I said, wow, so that you can't, like, A, she didn't know, B, she suspected, B, C, I confirmed it, and she gave me the reasons why. And I thought... That is wild to have that story to share. And look, I've run so many retreats since then and the, the participants go home and they cleanse their property. One girl used four candles and it was just this black mass and she said, we wanted to go travelling so we got a house sitter and I think she did black magic in our wow. property. And she could tell the rooms that the woman used because of the candles. Hi, beautiful soul. Allow me to interrupt this broadcast for just a second. If you're a soulpreneur on a sacred mission or just someone looking to connect with their soul purpose, their gifts and their multidimensional self, I have something I am so excited to share with you. The Soul Mission Accelerator is possibly my most groundbreaking and expansive work yet. 
It contains 12 low-cost, high-potency sacred activations that will have you shifting through old limitations, patterns, karmic loops, and blockages at quantum speeds. These activations will support you with everything you require energetically to anchor in the timeline and reality you desire to create. If that means more soul clients, tribe, opportunities, and abundance, or just to anchor a soul purpose that is fulfilling and effortlessly abundant. You can grab $44 off the total price by using the code CRACKED open in capital letters in the checkout or grab each activation individually as they call to your soul now let's get back to this episode I want to share uh, sage is also a really good one I remember Mm. when I just came into my gifts it was 2020 (laughs) and I've been telling people oh I'm a healer whatever my friend calls me up and it was Nyepi in Bali, which is a big spiritual day. They make you turn off all the lights at night and you're not allowed to leave the house. And they do this mass clearing of all these spirits. So these girls had been up during Nyepi with all the lights on. They were smoking dope. They were drinking. And one of their friends started acting really fucking weird, like speaking in this weird voice. They sent me this video of this girl. She was clearly possessed. It was like, not okay. Woke up the next morning, didn't remember any of it. And so they texted me and they're like, Beck, you need to come here now. Like something. And I was like shitting myself. Like... <laughs> I am not equipped to deal with this. I just opened up to <laughs> mm. this, like, really? And I had to tune in. And I was like, spirit, do you, is this really? Like, and it was like, yes, mm-hmm. yes, you're really here for this. So I went to the house and I had this sage and I walked in the door and immediately it hit me like a fucking ton of bricks. Like I started burping, which is mm. me clearing. And I could feel this, I couldn't even mm. speak. I was like, oh, it's so heavy. Like, it's so heavy. And I, I just sat down and I mm. lit my sage and I dropped into a trance and my sage burst into flames it became became this black mass wow. like you said on the ground it stained the ground it just disintegrated into nothing i've never seen sage do that the only other time i saw it was when i was clearing my ancestral shit in my home and there was so much stuff that the sage again mm-hmm. it, it like went up in fucking smoke um so that's a really good indication wow. and that was really that was an intense yep. experience because i had to bring this at the time how i would clear was bringing the spirits into my body and then processing through my own body So Mm -hmm. I brought, I could feel full spirits. I brought them into my body. I processed them out through my body and it was like very intense, but yeah, it's like, you can't, when you feel that there's some presence there um, or something's Mm -hmm. watching you, it's, it's don't ignore that feeling. Like it's, you're feeling it for a reason. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think everyone that listens to this podcast, you're all intuitive (laughs) beings or you wouldn't be here. Like there's no, there's, they're all intuitive. You all know, you all know. So don't, doubt it and don't be afraid of it is the other thing because i i've been known to be a yeah. bit, which is very ironic scaredy cat um when i sense these things like even in november i was doing this massive women's work festival on this property which had a lot of trauma and there was a lot of ghosts like it was like the most haunted place in perth apparently um and they were mm-hmm. fucking with me all night every night like all night every night because i was there mm-hmm. to do this mass clearing on the witch wound in the church to clear all this child sex trauma and it was big and they, I think they could sense that I was there for that. So they were fucking with me all night, every night. Yeah. And I remember one night I was down in the, like, we had these cottages and I was in the cottage and my friend said to me, oh, there's someone walking up the stairs right now, like as in a ghost. And I just had chills and I was like, oh no. And she's like, why are you freaking out? Like you're a witch. Like what the hell? Yeah. She's like, just laugh, like, just laugh at them. They, they leave you mm-hmm. alone. If you just laugh, like they're not gonna, you know? So I think we're conditioned with a lot of fear around the unseen stuff because of tv because of the exorcist because of movies and yeah i mean it's it's not unreal like some crazy wild scary shit can happen but it's so simple to clear this stuff and that's what i love about your protocols is like it's like what five minutes and it's like just cleared Mm -hmm. and i remember the first time i did 
one of your protocols in this heal. You sent them to me because I was working on the website for it. So I was yeah. like, oh, I need to be attuned to the frequency to do the grid work for it. Yeah. And it was like, I could feel just it all lifting off me. And it was amazing. I don't know if you guys are yeah. open to maybe doing like a little mini clearing just for the people on the podcast at sure. the end. Yeah. Sure. I feel like that could be cool. Yeah. And just whatever, but um, yeah, absolutely. Feel into if there's anything else here um, around this energetic hygiene. So I think what's coming through to, to really acknowledge is like, if you're a practitioner, again, this is a podcast of witches and wizards and medicine women and medicine men. If you're listening to this, it's because you have a sole purpose, even if you're ignoring it to do some sort of metaphysical work. Um, it means you're sensitive. It's particularly important for those people, right? Because when you shine Mm. so bright, they are attracted to you. And it's sometimes it's because they know that you're like me, you're going to process them through your body and clear them and that they're looking for the way to pass through the light, right? Um, So you're even more susceptible in a way because of the light that you shine, you're more visible, right? Mm. And it's so important, particularly if you're working with others, you don't want to um, you know, let's talk about the repercussions of if you've got a shitty, unclear, unclean field and you're working with clients, like what happens then? You know, have you seen anything like that? Like where there's been transference or, um, you know, practitioners who don't have their own protocol and they're moving from container to container with different groups of people um, and they're just taking that all on? Yeah. Like what's the risk there? Well, the risk is that you actually um, allow your energy to be completely drained. And look, I've been doing this work for 39 years and I'm still forgetful Mm. of all of that I know. And sometimes it's all, all the tools, but you know, sometimes I work with a client and then I just go, oh, I just need to go and lie down. And one of my signs that I'm out of alignment is that I just want to curl into the fetal position and shut my eyes and blank out the world. And I, it doesn't happen that much these days, but it can still happen. And I just go, Oh, what do I usually do? Because you've got to remember your resources. And I do have a resource and I basically go in and check on my chakras. And my team gave me a vision of what my chakras should look like. And when I go in and check, they're either way open or they're too closed. And so I just recalibrate them if your people want that that um, process, it's on Insight Timer on the free version. I, I'm a meditation teacher on there. It's just called Chakra Balance. I do that for myself. And it's like night and day back. When your energy is clean, you have vitality. You have energy. You have mojo. When your energy is not clean, you haven't got vitality, you haven't got your mojo, you feel drained, you feel lethargic, you feel depressed. And I'm not confusing feeling depressed with depression. Depression is actually an illness and it needs to be taken care of appropriately. But we can feel depressed at times where 
we're flat as Tash used before and our energy is down and we just we can't be bothered to do anything they're they're all not good signs and you can do something about it and so do I get those signs as well yeah I do because I've forgotten to clean my energy like it's not like oh yeah I've created all these things that I remember to do all of them and so I have to be reminded clean your energy Julie it's um it needs to be like you clean your clean your teeth and what I want to say is I went back and studied this year and I actually received certification of being a meditation teacher. I've been teaching meditation for 40 years, but I got certified this year and I realized some things that I didn't know. And that's always a good thing, right? And so I've, I've started meditating every single night and what I would do as part of that protocol was clean my chakras. I would check on my chakras. Some people call them energy centers, but that's the best gift you can give yourself is check on your chakras and make sure they're in alignment because all sorts of things can whack them out. Mm. And one of the things that people don't think of is their kind heart, like the empathy can put your chakras out of alignment. Because what you do is you open your centers too wide and you're just letting all of your good juju go out to other people. What, what about you? You can't serve anyone if you're not got a full container. And if your chakras or your energy centers are too wide or they're, you know, pushing out too much energy, then you're not serving you and you're not serving others. I want so, to add to that as well, like two, three days ago, something we've been, I'm about to do a podcast on this, which actually will come out before this podcast, but um, <laughs> we've been experiencing some huge timeline shifts, like over the past mm -hmm. kind of since the end of the eclipse and during the eclipse, huge, massive fucking three days collapsing, like heaps of stuff going on. And I had to check in with myself a couple of days ago and my guides were like, you need to recalibrate all of your chakras and all of your systems because they're all off. So whenever we have these yeah. photon blasts or light blasts or whatever they are, blasts of the sun, coronial mass ejection, whatever they're called, right? I don't know the terminology. I think that, that was the terminology. Sun, solar flares um, or cosmic energy or timeline, any of this stuff going on collectively literally knocks your system off balance. So it's like, I was feeling so fucking wonky and I had to get mm. in there and, and recalibrate them and start to spin them. And the other thing I noticed was that my Merkaba said stop spinning like my system was so out of balance that my mm -hmm. own system had stopped spinning like my energy field had stopped spinning my Taurus field mm -hmm. so there's certain things that like you know are happening within our field that make us feel not well they make us feel knocked off balance um I, where I wanted to take it was I'm curious because I know that a lot of people who listen to this would identify as highly sensitive people empaths that sort of thing and I know one of the struggles that I really had in the past, I'm getting better at it because I'm shielding the fuck out of myself all the time, was feeling drained from the collective energy a yeah. lot. Like whenever this mm. stuff is going on, they're not only clearing their own stuff, but they feel like they're clearing collective stuff. So what would you have to say to people who are going through that? Or how could you support them in a way so that maybe they don't have to? Like, why would people be clearing all that stuff um, in the first place? I mean... I think our natural tendency of compassion 
is to want to lighten the load for everybody, um, but that that doesn't always serve us. Yeah. And that if our vessel isn't functioning optimally, we can't actually do our work. Um, so look, I just ask a lot. Like I just ask my spirit team to do stuff because I'm like, well, I don't have to do that by myself. Like I tend to put a lot of load off myself and be like, is it required? Like, is it required that I clear the collective right now? Like if it's no, and they're like, okay, well, can you just disconnect me from that then? Like allow whatever is meant for me to come to me, but everything else just send it back like I'm just a send it back like send it back with love and light because I want it to be uh better than how it came to me so I'll always send it return to sender with love and light uh like anything that doesn't belong to me like just touching on the like what the risk is of not doing it like of not cleaning your energy mm-hmm. is that you start to not be able to tell the difference between you and Mm. everybody else Mm, and so the lines get blurred and then we start to own some of the stories that Mm. aren't our stories like we start to like identify with them instead Mm. of going oh that that's totally you like that's a you thing that's not a me thing and Mm. I can separate that energy and then you just get bogged down and you get too full and like the collective stuff that goes on starts to be a, I'm too full. Like I'm too full of everybody. I, I don't know where I am. Mm. And so then it's like kind of just pushing out the, the bubble further. Yeah. I'm like, well, the bubble doesn't have to be here. Like the bubble between me and the world doesn't have to be right on me. That can be a bit further out. So I have space. I have space yeah. around me to know myself Mm. and to know what I want and to know what my work is it doesn't Mm. have to constantly just be a blend with everybody and I know that I was the biggest blend like I would just blend with everything and everybody that came along because I'm like curious like I have a curiosity I'm like oh I wonder what unconsciously I wonder what that is I wonder what's going on for them but then I wouldn't separate out again Mm -hmm. after the curiosity had passed and I would just constantly be full yeah and that I had to develop like these energetic boundaries of no this is me and Mm. I will on purpose blend with you for a time and then I will separate again Mm -hmm. it's not you don't get to just draw on my energy constantly and look, I forget sometimes and then I'll get full and I'll be like, why do I feel so shit? Why do I just feel like full of everybody again? Mm. Oh, okay. That's what's happened. I haven't yeah. been doing this often enough. I haven't been separating often yeah. enough. I haven't unblended <laughs> during the work. Um, but I think at the end of the day, all of it comes back to compassion. Like that we have compassion and like high compassion, high empathy, and we want the best for everybody but sometimes what's best for everybody is that they go through their own journey yeah like that you don't try and shortcut the journey for people yes out of compassion save your yeah. tendency as well like yeah. you want to look at why yeah. do i feel like i need to save that person and potentially disempower them from what they mm-hmm. need to go through right i think it might make their journey longer 
like, talked about this before on here for yeah. sure. Yeah. The, the martyr savior tendency of swooping in and yeah. we're just creating more victims. <laughs> if we do yeah. that, then we're creating people who need saving, right? Yeah. I'm actually really passionate about this, Beck. It's mm. if you ask me what my hobby horse is, it would be this. Mm. And um, the thing is, we were working with a client last night and I said to her, how is a diamond formed? And she just went, oh, under pressure. Mm -hmm. And I said, so why would you deny people their pressure moments to stop them from being the diamond that they are? And this is the way our society is gone, is that adults want to remove pressure from people's lives, but it's that very pressure that makes us grow. It's that very pressure that makes us into the stunning diamond that's in there waiting to be formed. And so I guess my mum, my grandma, I've got a lineage of don't remove the pressure from people's lives. And look, I had a saviour, saviour, journey that I had to go through as well and so now I understand it so deeply that if you protect people or circumnavigate their journey for them they're not going to be their full potential they're not going to be their highest version of themselves or just take way longer to get there I think it's hard because we're so empathetic, right? So we really feel those people and we just want to help them because we know the pain. And I, this is me too, a total fucking savior template. Yeah. For so many yeah. years, disempowering yeah. my clients, actually disempowering them. Like, Here are the problems. Here are the solutions. Um, you know, like, well, it's, and it's like, they weren't coming to that solution on their own yeah. or even men trying to fix broken men or fix my mom or fix fucking whoever else. Um, yeah. Taking that burden and that responsibility on because you don't want to see that person suffering, but actually- it's the compassionate, loving thing. The most loving thing to do sometimes is to let that person have that journey and you can support them. It's not saying, oh, I'm out, goodbye. Yeah, 100%. Like, hold space and, for it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But don't fix them. So mm. it's, you can ask questions. Mm. You can just be silent and let them talk and not comment even. But it's the, well, you need to do this and then you need to do that and do this and no, don't do that. It's like they're not getting the the wisdom at a cellular level. And I really love when Tash talks about how when she was a university lecturer, she guided her students. And did did I get frustrated with her teaching (laughs) method? I did because I'm a bit of a geek and I love to mess with website design. And so I'd go, hey, how do I do X, Y, Z? And she'd go, well, what do you think? And I'd go, well, I could do blah, 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 blah. And she'd say, we'll do that. And I said, but I want to know what the right way is. And she'd say, just go and do that and see what happens. And that's how she taught. And all her students learned way better because she didn't give them the answers and just experiencing that for myself made me coach differently. 
It's um so funny. I've been using this quote with my parents jokingly for the past couple of nights. I don't know why it's been in my head. Like, give a man a fish and you'll feed him for a day. Teach him how to fish. Like, it's exactly that. The yeah. other thing that was coming through as you were talking is I remember how I used to always like unsolicitedly channel advice for people. Like the minute mm-hmm. anyone came to me with problems, I just start channeling for them. And it's like, whoa, A, I didn't mm-hmm. ask for consent to enter their field. Correct. They might not need it. Um, I'm taking on their shit and trying to save them. And so now I'm like, I sit there and if someone's like having some shit going on and I'm like, do you require my support and my gifts? Would it be helpful for you? Do you want that? Mm-hmm. Or do I just need to listen? Because otherwise I'm not taking it on. They're like, yes, I require. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, is this something that I desire to do without an energy exchange? Do I feel like this is something I want to do Correct. just because I, I love you and I, I can do that? And if not, pay me. <laughs> and this Correct. is where we're at, right? Like, because Correct. it's, many of us who have these gifts, we're doing it without even realizing we're reading people's energy. We're reading their field. Mm -hmm. We've got downloads for them. And that I used to fucking sit down and there was, this was happening to me for a long time. Every person I would sit down next to at the spa spirit had a message for them. And I was this Mm -hmm. vessel and I was like, cool, I'm just going to be used as this vessel all the fucking Mm -hmm. time without setting some boundaries for spirit of being like, unless there is something that I need to like, it's like Mm -hmm. life or death. And I'm going to get compensated somehow in, in, in some way from doing it. I'm not open and available for that yeah. anymore. And yes, yeah. I can inspire someone by being in my frequency and having a conversation with them. But unless there is a message that is like so burning and desperate and like needs mm-hmm. to come through, I'm not open for that because yeah. it was literally like every fucking person I would sit next to. Oh, I got a message for you. Oh, I've got a message for you. Oh, you're a healer. Oh, you're a healer. Oh, you're. And it was just like, whoa, I'm just constantly tuning into all these people. And I'm not even asking for consent to access their fields before I'm blurting stuff that maybe they're not even ready to hear. Like maybe they weren't even ready for that. Like I trust that because I'm receiving the message, of course they're ready to hear it and I wouldn't be given the message. So there's that as well. But it was just like, why am I doing this? Why am I feeling the need to do this? I, I also felt that it was a template playing out for me of look how special I am and I have the solutions and I'm this psychic and you know, the love or the praise or the recognition, right? So I got rid of all that shit. Now I'm like, ah, but not my circus, not my fucking monkeys. I'm going to go over here. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I think that it's part of the like energetic boundaries, energetic hygiene of knowing that, well, one, like there are like asking, you know, consent, asking permission, asking Mm. if people actually want to receive the Mm. gift. Um, and I've completely lost, like, it just, just it, like, flowed out of my head. Like, no, it was really important about energetic boundaries. And they're like, well, you missed your moment. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> was it about tuning into everyone and everything all the time and being used, like, without, because I feel like that's the thing, too. We think that we have to do it because we have this gift. It's like, oh, yes, no, that, I'm feeling yes, the collective energy. And so, therefore, I have to clear it. And it's like, no, mm. we get to say, hey, I don't want to fucking, mm. I re- release yes. all these missions of clearing collective shit. And I don't want to do it anymore. Give it to some yeah. other fucking person who hasn't figured that out yet. No, nah, I'm over here yes. channeling the, other I things. I think it was the, like, that you get to decide how yeah. to do your work. Like, you get yeah. to decide what kind of vessel you are. Like, mm-hmm. you get to set parameters with Mm -hmm. spirit it's not the other way around it's not that they get to decide and then we just have to like it or lump it like you get to decide when the messages come through if you're like Mm -hmm. in the middle of the night is not the best time for you to be giving me these downloads say that like Mm -hmm. I need it to be this time that I'm setting aside because I'm setting this time aside to do this work bring them through then please like Mm. you get to decide what works for you and I think we've been fed this like lie that we are a passive 
our yes. participant. Mm -hmm. But no, we are an active participant in the work. We are required because they can't work in the physical without a physical vessel. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to be a one-way street where you're just receiving all the time. Mm -hmm. Like you get to decide what that looks like. And, and it also feels very conditional as well to live in a universe where we have this codependent fucking relationship with source yeah. where unless we show yeah. up and do our fucking gift all the time and we serve and we burn ourselves out, then we're not worthy of receiving. It's like, no, I yeah. am actually, yes, I'm here yes. to channel for you and be your vessel and, you know, serve the highest good. But I also have my own desires and yes, you know, sometimes the ones that you have in mind for me are better, but also I get a say in mm -hmm. what yeah. I'm well, not enjoying. That's called free will, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, when I had that clairvoyant reading when I was 25, I thought, oh, so I have to save the world. That was what I thought. So I thought that I had to do whatever to help everyone and that I didn't have a choice. I really believed that. Mm -hmm. And um that's why I literally burnt out to the point where there was no chi energy in my body and then th this is the thing that people come and I'm not dissing on on people who are friends but what I found was that people were nice to me and made me feel like they were my friend and they wanted this thing that I could do but it wasn't a two-way street it didn't come back the other way when I needed support yeah. or I needed something they'd hang up they'd say I've got to go and I think what just happened and so it took me 10 years to figure out that I had to have boundaries around my gift and I had to say to people, you know what, I'm not playing with this anymore. That's what my clients pay me for. If you want to be my client, then be my client. And all these people just fell out of my life. And was I sad about that? I was sad about some of them because I thought that they were my friend, but they weren't. And the impact of that was, whoa, I had so much energy. I had so much joy. I actually learned to laugh again. I learned to enjoy my life again because I didn't have all these people siphoning from me that I was doing, thinking that I was doing the right, the right thing. And I had, I was lying in bed and I went, okay, I don't have to physically touch the lives of every human on the planet. What is it that I am doing? And I was shown a still pond and I saw a drop of water come down and touch that still pond. And then I saw the ripples go out to the edge. And I went, Oh, I just work with the first ring. I don't have to work with everyone because they'll then work with their first ring mm -hmm. of influence. They'll work with theirs. So the teaching or the message that we have, if we just share it with our first ring of influence, then 
if it's meant to continue the ripple, they will share it with their first ring of influence and out it goes. And we know that there's six degrees of separation to anyone in the world, right? And I just, that that calmed my nervous system like nothing else I'd had revealed to me. And so now I just work with the people that come into my field and they pay me. I think that's and so, there's an exchange. It's so beautiful what you just, that analogy of the ripples and the, um, I think a lot of us feel the amount of people we're here to touch and we don't realize that we're not directly going to actually Correct. individually, like, cause I always feel this massive fucking influence I'm here to have, but yeah. then I don't realize I'm helping leaders <laughs> and priestesses who are then helping 20, Correct. 30, 40, 50, hundreds, you know? And so yeah. maybe I'm not directly impacting mm-hmm. those people, but my essence, my, the work that I'm doing, whatever it is that I'm sharing yeah. is reaching those people who then yeah. is reaching those people. And maybe I'm not here to directly I don't really think I want to work with fucking millions of people one on one, but that's exhausting. But if I can impact those leaders or those people, like be a leader of Mm -hmm. leaders, then that's impacting, right? So we, yeah, we feel it as this pressure of, oh, I have to save the whole world. And like 11, 11, I have this huge life purpose and all these people to reach, but uh, those boundaries and that understanding that like the people you're impacting, even just in Mm -hmm. serving one person Mm -hmm. is so profound. I would yeah. love for us to move into a bit of a clearing, healing, yeah. little something. I feel like we're just going to channel this and it's going to be perfect. And I trust you. I also feel to support this um, because it's, I feel like it's maybe going to be a lot of frequency. So if you guys are ready uh, to our beautiful listeners, I would love, love, love for you to be open to this because um, I know that there's going to be some magic here. So if this resonates and you feel it, I would, I don't usually plug people on here like this, but go check out the energy hygiene course um because they are fucking powerful little clearings that they do in this course and um just check out their work so if you feel it here's the call go do a thing go receive from them more and pay back their love pay back the love share this with someone so it you know um comment like subscribe do all the things leave me a review guys i would love if you left me a review on apple Podcasts. so now that that little plug is out of the way uh, shameless self and other promotion Let's do a little clearing. So, yeah. So what's just dropped in for me, Beck, is to clear the frequency that you have to help everyone in the world. I fucking love that. Perfect. Beautiful. Help help and save. Yeah. Save your your template is what we're clearing. Um, Yeah. Beautiful. But definitely like the helping, like Mm -hmm. that we want to help, like the compassion is a two-edged sword sometimes. And... Like sometimes helping is stepping back. Yeah. Beautiful. Yep. So, all right. Now I haven't got my um, computer set up, so you won't hear the singing bowl, but the frequency will actually be in the recording at the, the energy level. In the name of Jesus Christ, I call upon the spirits of light to stand guard at the doorway of our souls and to guide us in the ways of truth, love and light and protect us from the forces of darkness and deception. Amen. I invite the guardians and the ancestors and all the subtle realm beings to join us in this clearing today. And in this clearing, we are clearing the frequency 
of the savior complex of feeling that whoa there we go <laughs> that we have to clear and help everyone who asks us that we have to rescue them from their own journey because we know better we are clearing that frequency out of your field oh there we go okay and you may be feeling this in your abdomen and your solar plexus and your diaphragm cutting off the air from your lungs there we go we are clearing all of that frequency out of your kidneys all the way out and your heart out of your heart clearing it into the light we are clearing all of the frequency that's it of the savior complex that we have to rescue everyone who needs help I call upon grandmother tree to draw down into the root system of all of the plants on the planet any residual frequency of the savior complex all the way down into the earth to be neutralized and any that needs to be cleaned in the magma core is being sent to the magma core ah now i can breathe hmm. now we are bringing in the frequency that we are filled with compassion to allow others to journey on their highest path beautiful and we are bringing in the frequency of speak when invited beautiful and we are bringing in the frequency of fair exchange for the work that we do in the subtle realms <laughs> beautiful Oh, here we go. Now we are balancing that. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> Through the seven bodies, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, orically, energetically, and etherically. Oh my goodness. Just feel that energy. Now we are calibrating that all the way back to the very beginning of your soul's journey, all the way back to the very beginning, and we are washing it through all of your lifetimes, memories, experiences. There we go, all the way through to now. And now we are splashing it out along every potential timeline, all the way out. See it, feel it, know it, sense it, be it. And collapse it all the way back down into now. That's it. And feel every cell in your body resonate with that new frequency of compassion for letting others do their journey. Speaking only when invited. And receiving fair exchange for your subtle realm gifts. And now I thank the guardians and the ancestors and all the subtle realm beings for joining us in this clearing today. 
I returned through any open portals, anything that's no longer required, and I closed those portals down. Retract all outbound connections and release all inbound connections, and I draw back every part of your soul back into your body so that you are full, whole, and complete. And it is done. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, that was massive. massive. I was expecting it to be, but, you know, (laughs) amazing, guys. So if you felt that, do not hesitate to reach out to Tash and Julie, leave a comment, leave them some love, um, because that was just a pure act of disservice and devotion and love. Guys, if people want to come find you and follow you, how can they do that? They can come to juliantash.com. We have a TikTok account. There's lots of videos on our Julian Tash TikTok account that um, are inspiring. Uh, We have an, uh, what else have we got, Tash? We've got Instagram Uh, at Julian Tash. And um, yeah, that's probably all of it. Perfect. And by the time this is released, you will have this offering that we've just discussed, the energetic hygiene ready to go. And it's kind of done. It's just still kind of at this stage getting finalized, but it'll definitely, I can guarantee it will be done by then, um, which has a complete protocol clearing. I've been through it myself, super fucking powerful. And that was a year ago. So I'm I'm guessing that it will have up-leveled since then too. So Thank you both beautiful souls from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for being in my life. Thank you for the work that you you. do. Thank you for who you are to everyone listening. Thank you. I love you. I hope that served. I know that served. Um, And until next time, beautiful souls. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cracked Open. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend if this episode has served you in any way. For more information about the work that I do or to get in touch with me, read the show notes or head to beckmylonis.com. Until next time, beautiful soul.